You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, check one, check two, we go. Podcast, hello. What's up, Al? The Mike Checker. The Mike Check Checker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, interestingly Don't enough, over this uh, weekend, I think it was this past weekend, I watched uh, there was a uh, on Netflix a Adam Sandler movie. You know, he like he does movies for Netflix. Now. I do know that. And he always seems to put Jennifer Aniston in in them. Really? So I like her as an as an actress. Who doesn't like Jennifer Aniston? Ah, she's lovely, Jerry. She, she's she's she pretty. Looks great she's too. funny. She's adorable. She's got a great personality. Yes. And uh, so this movie was about uh, Jennifer Aniston, and it was called. Is this Just, a rom com? It's they a rom com. Oh, it is. I was it's, kidding. Uh, it's called Just Go with It. Okay. And Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler are, are friends in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler's like this bachelor type guy who always dating tons of chicks, blah, right. blah, blah. So anyway, you his, can relate. He, first of all, it's so awkward because Adam Sandler's just like an average awkward guy. And he always lines himself up with hot chicks. And the hot chick he's lined himself up with in this film was Brooklyn Decker. Oh, OK. We know her. She's married to Andy Roddick. Mm hmm. Beautiful. She was a, a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Right, sure. Very pretty. Very. And by the way, pretty good actress for this type of uh, movie. I thought she she did a very good job. Okay. But I bring it up only because I just saw her and I, and I, and there was tons of bikini shots and all this stuff. And she's got a, a there's a, a a story about her. So I wanted to preface it with that. Okay. I, I had just seen her. I just saw how pretty she was and engaging. Jerry understood. I, you know what I say, Jerry? A blonde bombshell, if you will. Sounds good to me. Anyway, she had uh, just uh, given birth uh, not that long ago. Okay. And she says in this new article, Jerry, that she asked her best friend to look at her vagina after giving birth to her son because she needed to know what was happening down there. Quote, my best friend came that day. And she, at one point, had not had children. Oh, she, at that point, had not had children. And I'm like, Jen, I can't look at my vagina because I think it'll traumatize me forever, but I need someone to take in what's happening down there. <laughs> she said, so she went to the bathroom and bent over so her friend could see oh, her vagina. Okay. All right. I had my best friend just take a physical record of what was going on so someone could tell me what was happening. Because so many people had commented on, like, stitches and this and that. Can I ask a weird question? Yeah. Why didn't she take a mirror and look at herself? Great question. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why she didn't do that. <laughs> but you're... 
That was a great answer to the yeah, question. I don't know why she didn't do that. <laughs> but we never really get an answer as to what was going on down there. She said her friend told her that she had the image of her vagina seared in her brain. And now she has to carry that with her for the rest of her life. Some friend. So she, we don't know what was going on down That's there. That's the story? That's the story. It was on a podcast called Me Becoming Mom. Okay. I mean, I all right. So there's got to be more to it than that. Clearly, the writer was lazy and cut yeah. it there because of the headline stuff. I'm sure she goes on to discuss. We don't know. Maybe maybe the... Well, you got a podcast to listen to on the way home. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, many years ago when I was listening to Howard Stern, a stuttering John, you remember him, Jerry? I do. He, was, he went to Nassau Community College. Na- yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, out yeah. there on, I think, yeah. Long Island. Makes sense. He said that at the time, and they talked about this a number of times, that there was a a controversial sex ed class there where the teacher had the female students as, as a project go home and take a mirror and look at their vaginas. And like that was a school and project what? and describe. Oh, what a weirdo. What they saw. And oh. this was a, uh, what was he doing with those papers? Then? I don't know if it was male or female teacher. I don't remember. But does it matter? No, it doesn't. Either it's one might've been a, very interesting. Very strange. Thing to have students do, I would think so. Did they have to? Did the guys have to go home and describe their penises? It seemed like this was just the thing that they had the female students do. Yeah, get that constructor out of there, please. Did you ever take a mirror to look at your butt? No, I, I've never had an issue though. I'm never, but you, you were know. just you were never curious what your butt looks no. like. No, you did. Yeah. Oh, dude. Just a quick look. See what's good. So what'd you do? Bend over? No, I just put the mirror under there. But you can do that in the in the sh- in the bathroom. No, but you have to get underneath, Jerry. No. I never did that. <laughs> oh my god. I did. It's been many years, but I know I did at one point. Probably after I heard this on Howard Stern. I was like, let me see what's okay. going on I by didn't, me. See, I didn't listen to Howard Stern, as yeah. you know. I, hey, you uh, missed out, Jerry. You missed his best years. You're listening now where it's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like what, what was going on in the 90s no, and late I 80s. No, was not talking about looking at his butt in the mirror. Yeah. No, I'm and sure I did want to see that anyway? Yeah, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah, so but, that was like a class you could, could have taken at Nassau Community You College. could have. You could have walked right in and started describing <laughs> your butt. Uh, yes, I'd like to speak with the class. This is what my buttocks looked like. A tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have bent over though for that. You had to have. Uh, I think I just like. Uh, you know what? I don't want to yeah. hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't think it. I bent over. I don't recall bending over, but I do recall doing. And by the way, I took like the family mirror that you know, like the handheld mirror where if you had, Dude. we yes. used to have this handheld. This well, actually was a a, a good sized mirror. Mm-hmm. That we used to have in the bathroom closet that I guess like if you needed to look at the top of your head or the sure. back of your head. Yeah, and you could with the mirror in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You go mirror to mirror. And uh, yeah, I, I use that mirror to Well, Mrs. Dukes, if you didn't know over. now, now you know your son <laughs> used the family mirror that you probably did your hair with. Right. And he looked at his ass. One time. <laughs> I want to that's too all it, many. That's all it took. <laughs> one time. To, think about this. The moment you put your hand on your ass, there's little ass fall, uh, particles that are falling, falling on, on that the mirror. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I cleaned it off. No. Of course you didn't. You were, were you shamed at that point? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that is bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. But, so I, I, 
I was, you know, college age when I did it. It's not oh, like God. I was a kid. I thought you were a kid. No. Is <laughs> it college age? I didn't start listening to Howard Stern until I was like a senior in high school. Really? When I first found it, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So the, this had to well, be... I mean, right, okay, right, because that would have been the late 80s. This was probably me commuting to Middlesex County College or Kane My God. University. All right, everybody. Anybody doing anything interesting today? Uh, but, you in the back. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm speaking with Kane University later today. They're, they're, nice. uh, they're you know, they well, I don't know. We'll be there uh, this weekend, as a matter of Is fact. Is that right? I am speaking on Saturday. You're speaking at King College <laughs> on Saturday, correct? Uh, is why on a Saturday? What do they have going on there? Uh, it's the some weekend class. It's like, uh, it's oh, supposedly really? 250 people. Really? Do you have to? Let me <laughs> I'm ask kidding. you. This. My son's playing a basketball oh. game there. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have to prepare? Because they reached out as an alumni that yeah. I am, and, and I guess they're going to start. They're going to do some stuff regarding sports broadcasting or sports media. Mm-hmm. So, hi everybody. I'm Al Dukes. Don't get into it. Have Hi. a good day. See ya. <laughs> da, na, na. So uh, I'm going to speak to them about what they're interested in me. Do. They go, oh, we have a speaker series. Okay. I don't want to. This is what I want to tell them. I'll be glad to be part of like uh, where you. A Q&A. Yeah. I don't want to prepare See, well, so, I mean, a it's thing, right? quite different. I spoke yeah. to 150 kids last week. Not college students, but seventh graders, eighth graders at my kids' Did school. Did you prepare something? No. So I, I here's what you the went way, for career day. It was career day, and my whole thing was don't bore them. I knew the seventh and the eighth graders would be into it. I knew the sixth graders would be somewhat into it because my son's in sixth grade, and then you got fifth graders. It's about 150 kids, and so I, I no, I was not going to go stand up there and read. Right, I didn't want to do that. So I just thought to myself, five or six things to touch on. And each one I can talk about for five minutes if I have to. But I also thought, be engaging. Yes. And so the way I started it was by asking five or six of the kids, the older kids, what they want to do for a living. And it was great because one of the girls, she wants to be an actress. One of the kids, uh, boys, wanted to be in sports radio. So that was really easy. Um, there was another kid who wanted to be a major league baseball player. And so it was easy for me to go there and then take what they want to do in eighth grade. How do they get there? Because I'm an example of what I wanted to do in eighth grade and here I am. And so that kind of got them interested. That's, that's a good hook. Then I started talking to them about how I got involved as a kid. So I didn't bore them with, Oh, you know, I've done 17 Super Bowls. Right. They don't care. Yeah. And so it was very interactive. I spoke for 20 minutes, and then we took questions, and there were 30 questions. Did you have the coolest job of everyone there for career day? Yeah, I mean, my son came home and said they think you were the – they had 10 speakers. They're like, they want you to come back. They thought you were awesome because it was different. So, And they we, and they had um, – was a guy from, like, one of the kids' parents, like in the FBI or something. Oh, like, that's they, cool. they had some cool speakers. Yeah. The problem is it's not that interesting to a to an 11-year-old. Right. Um. So yeah, it was it was good. And uh, your son is not of the age where he was embarrassed that his dad came. No, he loves it. it. He loves it. No, he, I because well, I asked cool. him before I said I would do it. I asked him if he was okay with it. He's like, yeah, why not? I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to embarrass you. He goes, right. no, come talk. I'm like, okay. So I went and spoke. And now he has the cool dad at school. I guess for That's a few days, good. yes. I guess That's so. That's pretty good, unless the FBI parent blew them away. I'll tell you, the eighth grade boys wanted, like, they kept, they were into it. They asking questions. Yeah, they were, and you could tell they were sports fans. And it's weird. Let 
like seventh and eighth grade kids listen to us. Really? Yes. It really is interesting, whether it's on the way to school or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're podcast. I don't know. But yes, these kids listen. Well, I was a huge sports fan as a kid. And I remember when WFAN was coming out. Yeah. It was going to be an all sports talk station. Yeah. I couldn't fathom what they were going to talk about all day. Like, all I kept thinking was all it was going to be was. Do you think uh, they should trade Daryl Strawberry for you know? I sure, thought I mean, it's it was, a lot of that, yeah. I, that's what I thought it was going to be. Like I had, and I loved sports. I had no interest in WFAN. I didn't. So it launched in July of '87. I had no idea. I was yeah. 13 years old. I remember it was Christmas Eve of '87. My uncle, who you know, was a big Met fan and knew I was a sports fan and what I wanted to do, how I didn't know, I don't know. I guess I was still thinking play by play at 13 yeah. years old. He remember, remember him telling me, you know, you should check this out. You might like it. I remember I couldn't wait to turn it on, like on that Monday or whatever. And I've ever since I've listened. I'm like this is awesome. So when you were younger, you wanted to do play by play as your. I've always wanted to do play by play. TV though, when you were younger, because that's what you know. Radio. Oh, you knew radio. I always wanted, and I wanted to do baseball. Really. And then I realized as I got older and started dating that nah, you can't. It was a it's very. Just, uh, that's the life of a single person. All encompassing. Yeah, and then basketball really became. What I really like doing, play-by-play wise, when I started doing it in college, which was awesome. But when I wanted to do mornings, morning anchoring was when I started watching Imus and listen, listening to Imus. I loved what Breen did and how he effed around with the quotes, and you know, to me that was a blast. Which I really, I look back to the early part of the Boomer and Carton days. That's really when I really did all that stuff. When I had, we could go through everything and find yeah. good stuff, which now is really difficult to do. Because you're a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of by myself. So, yeah. But I would say, that's why I always tell you, I've accomplished everything. Wanted to do be- and, I, and listen, it's not the NBA, but it is the Big Ten. I'm going to Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. It's pretty effing cool. Yeah. So between that and, and this, and I get to do some Cowboy games. Right. Hell. With Danny White. Yes. Come on, Jerry. That's so, you living you're living it up. The Shangri La would be Kevin yeah. Ray gets a you know a TV job and I somehow get promoted to that. Oh my oh, god. Oh my goodness, Jerry. At that point, there's nothing left to do. Does that pay pretty good? The, it does. The it play really by does. play job? Yeah, it does. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think a single man like myself, mm-hmm. if I got the play by play job of the Cowboys, yeah. seventeen games plus uh three uh, preseason games. Oh, so 20 games. 20 games. Yeah. Do I have to work the rest of the year or if I... Uh... Depends. If you're talking about a pop-in like Compass Media Networks is, yeah. yeah, you still have to work because you're really only getting paid for a little bit of prep and your game. If you are the play-by-play voice of the Cowboys, like Bob Papa is for the Giants, and you're at the facility three days a week and doing the games, no, that's it. You are not doing anything else. Yeah. Absolutely not. I always wanted to be like what Len Berman did on NBC mm-hmm. at the 5 o'clock. A TV sports anchor. Yeah, TV sports anchor. Yeah, that's, fun. that's what I always thought I wanted to do. That's a grind, though. A lot yeah. of those guys do the 5 o'clock, then they're at the games getting getting video and stuff, and well, they go back. Well, that's what's funny. I never knew what whether it was Sal Marciano or Len Berman or Marv Albert. I never knew what they did between the 5 o'clock or yeah. 6 o'clock news, and then they'd have to come back for the 11 Madison o'clock news. Madison Square Garden. Right. And they... And, Having done that so many times with Beningo back in the day, we were at the Garden, I mean, three nights a week, every week uh, in the winter. Those guys were there every single game. And then they would get in the locker room, ask the first few questions, and bolt because they had to get back. I always imagined, and same with like Sue Simmons and Chuck Scarborough, the news people, 
because that was the news I always watched. Yeah. I always imagined that they do the six o'clock news. They all lived very close to Rockefeller Center. They went home and relaxed, had dinner. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> took a nap. In that case, you could be right. And then, and then I'm gonna went, take a nap. Went back for the eleven o'clock. News. They might have gone out to dinner. Hundred percent, they might have. I don't know that. But you're right. The sports people probably went to the games. Yeah. Because think about it, they were probably in by three o'clock, three thirty. You're on at five, five o'clock news, five thirty because you're the end. So maybe you get in even at four, and then you've got eleven. 11 you're done at eleven thirty. Yeah, like that's an eight hour day. I used to love when Marv would do the Marv, Marv Albert Achievement Awards. Sure. So, uh, then, who did spanning the globe? Len I, Berman. I think that was Len Berman. Okay, spanning the globe. Who now does morning the on world? 7, 10, I believe. Yeah, no one's. I mean, who can hear that? Well, I mean, Rutgers is on seven ten, oh. so I hope someone's hearing it. <laughs> God Almighty! That's like when I said so many people reminded me when I was uh, talking about uh, listening to games on the radio. Yeah. I go, I don't know how anyone listens to like basketball on the radio, and you go, well, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's funny. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk to Kane today. Maybe I'll say, "What about this Jerry Racco?" No, I'm good. I'm just showing up for a basketball game this weekend. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they're paid things. I think these are your speaking engagement. Yeah, probably not. No, because it's not a speaking engagement. It's it's a speaking. Can you come talk to the? You're a guest students? speaker, right? Exactly. What would hmm. your fee be? Like I've always told you, I would love to speak. Yeah, but like, what would you? What do you charge? I don't know. <laughs> Who's going to come see you? Right. <laughs> what do you think we could get? I know <laughs> the one, one one of the one of the um, one of the teachers, the eighth grade teacher. Yeah, she said to my my wife, she goes, "He should talk." My wife goes, "He does." No, what he should that's do for a living he does speak. No, and then that's what she meant. She goes, "No, I know he's on the radio. Like he should do engagement, like speaking engagements, right?" So well, some yeah. people get a lot of money for speaking. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Like Boomer, I think gets pretty good I'm cash. Sure I always figured if I ever did something like that, take fifty percent, fifty percent to some charitable, you know, entity. Because you already have a f- full-time job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's, li- nice it's nice to, to make extra money yeah. for sure. But let's say you made, I don't know, if you have 100 people at 25 bucks a ticket, you get 2,500 bucks, you take 1,000 and you give away 1,000. Kind of nice. That is nice, Jerry. That's but very philanthropic. I need someone to hire me to speak. <laughs> Jerry will give part of his salary to charity. Something for like the children. For the children. For the children, for Jerry. The children. Did you have another job other than sports person that you wanted to be when you were younger? No. You had no other thing where you're like, I oh, had, that seems interesting. I had zero backup plan. The No, but even not even the backup plan, but like when you were a kid, I were there other jobs? The only other job that I thought was cool was be an airline pilot. I thought flying planes would be really neat. That would be cool. Uh, but never even came close to even contemplating that. And when I went to school, it was, I went to school for communications. Like, for real, I had no backup plan. Yeah. None. If this didn't work out, I probably would have, I don't know if I would have driven a truck. I don't know if I would have done that. Um, But I would have had to have figured something out. You don't want, like, a classic job, like, be a fireman or something like that when you were younger? No, I never did. I never did. I didn't want to be a cop or, no, nothing like that. Uh Uh-uh. Uh, comedian Jim Norton, who I worked with for a, a number of years at uh, uh, WNEW, he always told stories about, like, you know, being a comedian and, and he people used to ask about a backup plan. Yeah. And he always said that when 
when he talks to young comedians, if they have a backup plan, that's a bad sign. Because no, he no he, confidence then is that no, why? or just that it, you'll always have that in the back of your head. Oh, and that you, you can fail. Yeah, yeah, and if you legitimately have no backup plan, you yeah. have to succeed. Well, they'll tell. I mean, listen, you've. I was going to say you've read enough books. You haven't. Um, <laughs> we've. You cert- don't know that, Jerry. You, you and I have certainly seen enough articles. Yeah, on, I've um, certainly re- read enough headlines. Yes, on successful entrepreneurs, <laughs> and you will find that more than your share succeeded because they were desperate. Yeah. As opposed to being comfortable and just giving it a shot for the hell of it. I find that and anything in in your life in order to make some sort of change, got to be desperate. Yeah. I really do believe that. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's probably very true. Because but, until you're desperate, you're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like sadly, I'm still comfortable with this weight as disgusting as I feel. <laughs> And I'm and I'm not. That's the funny thing. Like I beat myself up about it every day, but it's you know it is what it is. Between going out to dinner nonstop, and I just I can't. Like we were out this weekend, and I didn't eat terribly. I got a gigantic salad for dinner, but the table got nachos and stuff. So you're gonna pick at? I it, did sure. pick at it. I didn't have a lot, but I did pick at it. But at the end of the day, there's still dressing on that salad. I still had a couple of beer. I, I can't just go to dinner and have no. salmon and a potato and a glass of water. No, life. Why bother? You've got to enjoy something in life. Right. So when you go out a couple of nights on the weekend, it's like it throws everything out of whack. Yeah. And it's just, uh, so whatever. Yeah. You're right, Jerry. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. All we right, did that this that. morning. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, Wednesday at 5 a.m. Cool. <sighs> That's early, Jerry. But by the way, <laughs> it looks like... Uh, non-rain for like a week. Thank God. A week, I Jerry. Mean, it's been brutal. It has sucked lately. It has. All right, good. All right, we'll see you tomorrow then. Right. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Siri, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All right, suck. here we go. We do this. It's Tuesday. It's Super Bowl week. We got lots going on. NBA trade deadline on Thursday. The Eddie Scazzeri, handsome as always. Hello, hello, hello. And across from me, his name is Al Jarvis Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. The trade deadline, you say? Thursday. Uh, is anybody making moves locally? Uh, yeah. Knicks, uh, Nets, I haven't seen like I'll, where there's a thing. Well, Bill Simmons had an interesting one yesterday that I would do five times over. And that was the Nets would trade James Harden to Philadelphia, where they would think about it, if the Sixers threw Seth Curry in the deal along with Ben Simmons. That I would, would do, do that so fast. Do you think yes. that's that's likely? No. All right. I don't. But I, he. But, he, but Bill Simmons is usually spot on. He said, I listened to the podcast because people were tweeting those comments, so I went and listened to it. Is that right? I did. The Ringer? I, um, I don't know. Yeah, he's on the ringer. I honestly have no idea. They linked it right to the podcast. So I was mm-hmm. able to listen right then and there. And they even even the article put 
I think Busted Coverage, I think. Is that a website? Oh, right. It is a website. I saw them tweet it. I read the story, and they linked it right to the podcast and told you the exact moment he said it. Perfect. So it was at the 5.54 mark of his podcast, so I went to the five-minute mark, and I listened to the whole little section, and he's very convincing. So I don't know if it'll happen, but usually when he's got something, as he said, his sources are pretty good. So we'll see what happens. All right. And then uh, the next nothing's going on? Not right now. Okay. So I don't know who really wants not Julius ex- Randle. No, nothing exciting right now. you seen right these now. videos that have come out about him recently? Julius Randle uh, and the dude with the uh, the laptop on yeah, the Yeah, but that's just like the third or fourth in the last couple of weeks that have come out that don't show him in a good light. Well, the one this one came out uh, during the Laker, the Laker game. game yeah. uh, a fan uh, posted it. He uh, he got into an altercation with Nick's assistant. Uh, what's this fellow's name? He's the video uh, video coach. Mm-hmm. And he no, basically I wrote, I, I wrote his name down. He, uh, Scott okay. King. Yeah, he basically smacked the uh, the tablet away from him and told him to leave him alone. Yeah, essentially, so he went over there. The assistant was like, "Ah, oh, here's what you did wrong here." Yeah, not interested. Smacked the. Uh, I don't even think it was a tablet. It looked like a. Uh, I thought it was a, maybe it was a laptop. It looked like a laptop. Yeah, whatever it was. They're working laptops. does not show him in a good light. What are other things that came out? Uh, him with the phone, not interested in the press conference oh, the other right. day. Him when a uh, teammate is on the ground, he looks at him and walks away, and someone <laughs> else goes to help him up. I mean, it's things like that. Someone else will get you. Yeah, it's been a bad, it's not been a great look. Yeah. Well, it does get annoying. Listen, if, you, if, if you're in the middle of a, you know, I do give guys a break for things that occur during games and like heated the heated moment. Right, but you know, what, some some punk coach comes over to you and tries to show you on a laptop. That punk <laughs> coach that's trying to make you better. Yeah, um, but in I'm the moment you're not interested. You're not wrong. You asked me though about trades. Yeah, and what I'm saying is there are a lot of videos out there that don't show him in a good way right now. Plus, the team hasn't played well. He hasn't played well. So who wants do you him? want to trade for that? Right, I see what you're saying. With all when you encompass all those things together, not playing well, smacking computers, mm, not great, not picking up teammates, what looking lazy one? at times, going on your phone. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that one, Jerry. So I don't know. We'll see. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Speaking of going on the phone, I got gas today on the uh, Parkway. Nice. And uh, it was a woman pumping gas in the middle of the night, which yeah. I felt a little nervous for her. Why? I go to a Wawa. The There's well, she's there every night. She's awesome. And uh, this gal was on her phone the whole time. And I'm like, who is she talking to? She's got people. There's well, a she, whole world out there in the middle of the night. She was smiling, so it was like, it might have been sexy text. Maybe or, sexting someone. Or just happy to be chatting with someone. Like, she was so happy to be whoever she was texting. You know what's good about that? You find the overnight community keeps you awake. That's true. You ever, you ever work overnight up? hours? Uh, I did when I first uh, got to Florida. Not easy. Not easy, no. I did a two stints here and Pathmark. So really three. <laughs> you like the Pathmark overnight I stuff. did. I actually had a blast at that job. That was that, fun. There are no customers in the store. You get to load up. And the... a good group of guys and gals yeah. that we worked with. That's I mean, it's like anywhere. If you're working with good people, you can work anytime. It's fun. You're working yeah. with jackasses. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't I don't mind an overnight shift. I'll use. What? <laughs> I don't mind an overnight shift, Jerry. No, the problem with the overnight shift is it loses the routine and the sleep really becomes a problem. Yeah. Like, I remember at first, when I first started on overnights and I was producing for Beningo, I would get home from work about 6.45. I'd lay down by 7. I was asleep after my wife left for work, passed out. There would be days she would get home from work at 5.30. I'd still be sleeping. At the end of overnight um, anchoring, I would go to bed at same time, 6.45, and I'd be up by 9. And I couldn't sleep. So not a lot of sleep there. No. Three and hours. then 8 o'clock when I had to leave by 9, I couldn't keep my eyes open. 
So depends, but yes, overnights are good if you can sleep. Right, it takes some getting used to, Jerry. A, a younger man in woman's game, probably. I don't like. Although what's... Sal is forty something, so. he's an older guy. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got a child. He does. It's a new child. Yes. Um, this Stephen A. Smith situation, where he's going after, Tiki. I consider a teammate, yeah. Tiki Barber. I you leave our Tiki alone. I defend our teammates, Jerry. Unless they go after me, then I go after them. But Stephen A. Smith threatened. Yeah, I don't care for this. Tiki Barber over his Giants feud. Yep. I guess, you know, Tiki Barber came out in defense of the New York Giants saying they are not racist. Uh, this was about the Brian Flores situation. And Stephen A. Smith said, quote, chill out, watch yourself, and know who you're talking about. Stephen A. Smith also said, quote, I know a lot of stuff about you, my brother, that I would never say because I have the decency not to say those things. Yeah, but just by saying that, Correct. you don't have the decency. Correct. I hate that. So I, I, you, could say that about, it. you could say that about anything or right. anybody. If I got into something with you, hey, yeah. Dukes, relax. Yeah. I got stuff on you. I, I won't say it. Right. But I got your skeletons. That's not right. Right. It's not right. Mm-mm. And, I hope Tiki punches him in the face verbally today. Oh, me too. I, <laughs> now, I, I don't know when these comments came out. I think Tiki was Friday and Stephen A. Smith was yesterday, I believe. But I, I don't know like where in the day the Stephen A. Smith uh, stuff came out. Whenever uh, that shows No up. one sees it live. It's only once it gets on the internet and people see it. So I did go to the, to the Tiki Twitter account. No response. I went to the Tiki and Tierney Twitter account. No response. I went to the Tierney Account scene, maybe he would step up for his man. Nothing. No, this is a tiki fight. I'm standing up for tiki right now, Jerry. Yeah, but I think to, I, if if I'm, you're going to fight back, tiki's got to be the one to do it. I'm like an offensive lineman for tiki. He's you we're going to run through Stephen A. Smith. The trail for him. Yeah, we're going to run through Stephen A. Smith today. I'm going to be the lead blocker. Okay, well, good for you. Because I got no skeletons in my closet, tiki or no, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. You, you could. Maybe I do. I think most people do. All right. Maybe everyone, actually. But he probably doesn't care about my... He doesn't know who I am. Well, Stephen that might be the case. That's true. I'm an unknown offensive lineman right now for Tiki Barber. You're the right guard that yeah. does all the dirty work and no one knows who you are. Uh, right. <laughs> the I long no snapper. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm here blocking for Tiki Barber. Yeah, that's right. I'm with you, man. I want to defend Tiki. I don't care for any of this. Yeah, I don't care for this. What is amazing to me is... It's, and who was it? Over sports, you do Someone else took issue with Tiki. Um, is that right? Yeah, I forget who, because Tiki went on CNN and was talking about the Giants as well and, and was also talking about the comments he made with me and G about, and, and on his own show, obviously, after that, about how the African-American athlete has taken a different path, haven't made enough connections. If you remember those that conversation remember we had that conversation. Him. And he went on CNN and, you know, kind of said similar things. And a couple of the guys really took, took issue with him. I forget who it CNN was. CNN guys, but it yeah, but no, well, not no CNN surprise. guys. No former NFL players. Oh, former NFL guys. But what was interesting to me about the Tiki stuff with Stephen A. Smith is like Tiki's in that building. If anybody knows, he knows it firsthand. Stephen A. might, maybe he does know, but his is coming secondhand. Stephen A. Smith said he's been in the business thirty years and he knows people in the building. And I don't doubt that, but. Tiki lived in that building. Tiki took handoffs, Jerry. So if I'm going to listen to anyone there, I'm listening to Tiki. Me too. Everyone's got to come out and support a Tiki. Brandon better come out on fire today, firing away at Stephen A. Smith. We'll see. That's 10 o'clock, saying, 10 Jerry. to 2, Tiki and Tierney. I, right. I want to see some 
firing back. Mm-hmm. Let's start digging up some stuff on Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> well, but none of it, but you can't reveal it. But ju- right. But just in case he starts revealing tiki stuff. Hey, Stephen A., we got stuff on you. We won't say it. Right. We got stuff on you. We got stuff on you. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that to everybody. (laughs) You could. Who I perceive to be my enemy. You very well could. And then all uh, of a sudden they get scared. Like Pete Hoffman, the producer of the Midday Show. He and I are enemies. You've basically told the world that he was into porno videos. What else could you do to the poor guy? That's true. Well, I had know some other things, Jerry, but I'm going to lay low. I'm going to hold those back until. You tell me off the air. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Poor Pete. (laughs) Guy collecting porno videos. (laughs) Is that what he did? The the story was, and I'm sure it was just a fun story, that uh, when uh, Pete worked in. Pete Hoffman, a midday producer for Tiki and Tierney, who he better come to the defense of Tiki as well. He uh, loves doing videos. I'm sure he'll do a video yeah. walking into the building telling Stephen A. Smith where to go. Oh, that'd be so great if it was like <laughs> pro wrestling style. It would be great if it gets 202 views. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Though that uh, the Howard Stern show used to, uh, Pete used to work in the promotions department at mm. uh, K-Rock. And the Howard Stern show used to get a lot of porno sent to them. You know, people would just send him. Well, I guess companies would send. Oh, I got you. Boxes him of to review porno DVDs and hoping he would mention them. I suppose, and I guess Howard, you know, wasn't taking porno DVDs home, or not all of them. So they, and then this whole big box of porno DVDs would just be left in the office for anybody to take. Like, hey, we've got some porno. D- this is probably, I guess, before there were HR uh, compliance, right? Things, sure, where you could just leave porno out and go, hey, if anybody's interested, here's some porno. And I guess Pete used to take a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) So he got the nickname, Porno Pete. Got it. All right. I didn't know that until you guys basically outed him. I will say this about Pete, though. He was the first person that treated me like a star. Really? Yeah. Like, I came from the producer world, and uh, I was working with Booker in the afternoons there. Sure. And when we would have stuff to do, he would, like, treat me like a on-air celebrity. Look at that. It was really nice. So I didn't realize you had a prior relationship with Pete Hoffman. I did, yeah. Wow. And now we're mortal enemies. We well, fight about guests on the something radio. Something like that. Something I wouldn't quite like say that, enemies. Jared. All right, so that's something to look forward to later on yes, today. 10 to 2, Tiki and Tierney. Does Tiki... Of course he's going to respond. Really? Yes. I don't know. Oh, 100% he's going to respond. Mm. Tiki likes a battle. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Uh, Tiki, yeah. Tiki. I, he Tiki's tremendous. And he's sneaky, like... Not smart. That's not the word I'm looking for. He's um, sneaky aggressive. Sneaky aggressive. I think right. so, yeah. Are you aware he's on uh, yes. Real Housewives of New Jersey now? I am. I heard, uh, I heard them talking about it. I actually listen to them every day going home. Yeah. I heard Brandon talking about that the other day. I love reality shows. I never got into the Real Housewives. Me neither. That but seems guess like what a, I'm going to start watching? That seems like a show that... Uh, that would be right up your alley. You think so? Yeah. You watch 90 Day Fiance. I know, but that's about... like This, I feel like, is just women fighting with each other. Like 90 Day Fiance is the male-female dynamic. And foreign countries thrown in. Whatever. Yes, you you know Tiki. You'll get to know his wife. I think you'd be into it. Plus, I'd like to see where he's living, what his house looks like. His family. His family, yeah. I'd like to see all that stuff. What's I think you on? would actually like it with the connection to him. Who has the upper hand in the relationship here? It, it's wife. a 50-50 partnership, Al. Is that right? I hope so. Mm-hmm. It should be. <laughs> Listen, we all can't live by ourselves Monday through Friday oh and then just gosh. have a courtesy visit on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God. A courtesy visit. <laughs> Ugh, oh, it's Saturday. I'll have you know, Jerry, I'm having dinner with Gina this evening. Good, well, good for you. Why? She said I would. I I bought some steaks. I would like to make oh, you okay. some dinner. 
<laughs> is this on your calendar? <laughs> it is on my calendar for today. Think about you. Most men yeah. look forward to the weekend. Yes. You look forward to the week. No, that is not true. <laughs> you can't wait to be alone. No, I love the weekend. Sunday I... night, 5 o'clock. I'm free. The birds sang that song. <laughs> That's your, when you walk in, Hello. Alexa starts playing it. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the weekend. No, I love uh, the weekend, boy. Jerry. I know you do. I'm joking with you. I have some quality stuff to get to, Jerry. I don't want to get into it now because we're right up against the break. But you want to take got... an early break? Oh, yeah. I mean, only right, a minute quarter after early. five. All good. Listen to that tease that Al just gave I've you. I've got some uh, social media Kyler Murray stuff. I've got some uh, Major League Baseball stuff. What else do I got Are here, Are we talking Jerry? steroids? You don't know that. We might. All right. We're going to do all that and a whole lot more. It is a Football Tuesday Super Bowl week. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Five twenty-two. Before the break, a major radio tease because we have got topics that, quite frankly, we don't have enough time to get to. We've only got until six o'clock. We could probably go to eleven today. I don't think so. <laughs> Why not? Show sheet, Sal can do five hours by himself. You and I could do five hours. I don't Actually, know. Six. Yeah, I don't know like, how Sal does. You just that. do it. It's like anything in life. You just do it. I don't know how you do those hours. Well, you know what? You'd do it, too, if you had to. Yeah, but that's just a matter of waking up doing those You'd hours. Like do, uh, talking talk. for five hours to you yourself. Talk. And yet I sit here and criticize when I hear the same callers on, but I would do You'd the same thing. You'd be the same exact way. The problem is it's the 4 o'clock hour where like this, like I hear Robin Lake success. Well, radio is very routine-ish. As someone that did it for a very long time, guys, it's kind of like, have you ever realized how you take the same path to work almost every day? At the same time, you ever look at Easy Path Bill? Yes. It's like, wow, Outer Bridge Crossing at, you know, 308, 309, 307, 308. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with people when they call. I did that for a long enough time to know that people had their routine. That's how you end up getting murdered. You have a routine and then your murderer knows your routine. That That's is, why I change it up. That is very true. I thought you go the same way every day no, with the I Holland change, Tunnels closed. change it up, Jerry. I really? Different. Yeah, I don't want to be murdered. So you don't go through Brooklyn and Staten Island every day? I don't. I probably prefer not to tell my enemies. Uh, he goes just, through Brooklyn and Staten Island every day. I'm just saying this is how this is what murderers do. They look I at know patterns that. and they try to get you. So I change it, which up. makes sense. I wear different masks when I go outside. Yeah, I wear by the sunglasses. Way, what is with the Batman mask? What do you mean? What is this all about? I um, saw you kick the crap out of Anthony Gallo the other day. I I saw Batman do it. I don't know. We just still don't know who Batman is. Got it. In the okay. office. <laughs> right, okay. But there is a Batman running around the WFA offices enforcing things like recycling, hand washing. You know, recycling. these sorts of The things. guys that handle recycling here don't recycle. <laughs> yeah, you're going to beat up those guys when they dump everything into one bag? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. And yet I go out there all like trying to figure out where to put my recycling and throw it all in the same place. In the garbage pile. <laughs> right, so what are we doing? I don't know. I, here's what I know. When I go to the recycling yard in my town... I took the boxes in the box bin. Yes. I put the leaves over there. So that's done well. Correct. Here, they try. 
Yeah, I, and I don't know what goes on like where I live because we we recycle, but I don't know if they're really. You have up no idea. No idea. Could go into a giant green bin, giant big dumpster. Yep. All I know, Jerry, is that when I have old car tires and I need to get rid of them, I just light them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. Just make a big pile and light them up, Jerry. Don't, don't just something that. good for the environment. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting story, Jerry. Kyler Murray, you know him as the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. I've heard of him. He has scrubbed all traces of the Arizona Cardinals on his social media page and has unfollowed them on both Instagram and Twitter, and removed all pictures of him in Cardinals gear. Well, it's the offseason. What's up with that? I have no idea. I don't know. What's his contract status? He's got one more year. Okay. My guess is he'll be in Arizona next year, and then he'll start following them again, and it's not a big deal. Now, in fairness, I unfollowed all WFAN accounts. Yes, you did. Did you scrub all photos? I did not scrub all photos because I needed a break from the WFAN Twitters. So it's possible that right it's after the possible. season, just Kyler Murray was just like, it. you know what? Well, it's kind of like if you remember a couple, it was a big story a couple of years ago, three, four, five years ago, whatever. LeBron James will literally shut down his social yeah. media the day the playoffs start. And maybe it's just a good mental break. Get away from it for a few months. Yeah, I think uh, I would be all for that. Because I understand Kyler yeah. Murray, because I did that. I unfollowed WFAN. I unfollowed the show accounts. It's like a, I needed a break from them. Like you want, you actually revealed last week you wanted to get up and leave for 30 days. Hide. I wanted to hide in the mountains just of Arizona. be left alone. Yeah. So maybe this is his way of just wanting to kind of cleanse his mind, move on, and then get ready for the summer program. It's just strange that he removed the photos hey, of I him hear you. in Cardinals gear. If it was just unfollowing the Cardinals. Let me and... ask you this. Have you heard of him in any trade rumors like nope. Russell Wilson's been, Aaron Rodgers on the move? Not at all. I have not. Yeah, I, I don't make much of it. Well, I didn't care for is near the end of the season. People were like bashing Kyler Murray. Maybe like, that's he why terrible... he scrubbed everything. Like he was some sort of bad quarterback. Well, he had a bad, so the Cardinals had a bad finish to their season. Yeah. And I think Boomer pointed out it's like the second year in a row they didn't finish strong. So perhaps he was taking a beating and said, you know what? Go bleep yourselves. Yeah. I'm going to take a mental break. Like in one of his profile pictures, he's in his uh, college uniform. Mm -hmm. In another one, he's in a baseball uniform. Well, yeah, he was drafted by the A's, right? Yeah, the Oakland A's. So maybe he wants to go play baseball this summer. And he can start taking steroids because they're not testing anymore. (laughs) That was a really cool story that came out yesterday. Wow, cool story. Yeah, that baseball, I guess the drug policy has expired. So baseball is no longer testing um, players for steroids. That is correct. Oh, I'd be so jacked up right now. This is a serious question for you then. And I I know steroids are illegal in society. Steroids are bad. Don't do them. But if they're right now is... Nothing on the books about steroids because the collective bargaining agreement has expired, or the yeah. drug agreement, I'm sorry, has expired. Theoretically, could a player do a cycle right now? Yeah. And then get through it and then stop? Yeah, why not? When testing begins again, I'm sure it will in April or so. I you would probably do, could, right? I would do steroids and just do curls. Just get my biceps looking impressive. You, So you have these tiny little... <laughs> Twig legs? Yeah. You look fine. If you did that, you might fall over. <laughs> if I did steroids and just jacked up my arms? You would topple over because yeah, you'd be top-heavy. My le- <laughs> I would have no center of gravity. Someone these Popeye to- arms. Someone- 
<laughs> Someone would be able to push me there right goes over. Dukes again. <laughs> Here's what I would do if I did steroids. Arm curls. Mm-hmm. Triceps. Because that's you impressive. Gotta squats. And no, no squats. You got to do squats. You can't have this big, bulky upper half and then basically have children legs. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You got to put some bulk on your thighs, no? Well, if I shot my legs with steroids, would it take, would I have to well, do just. I don't just... think you're shooting your legs with them. I oh, think you, don't? you shoot the, don't you shoot the steroids in the in the butt? Oh, oh, right, yes. I don't know, I'm not butt. a steroid guy, I don't no, know. No, but we had heard that A-Rod had steroids shot right in his butt. Okay, or you, or his pill form? No, I think you got to get shot in the butt. So you can't have steroid, and we sound like two idiots. You uh, no, can't, you, you can't no. have steroid pills? No, you get shot right in the butt. It has right. to go right into your bloodstream. So do some squats and look like a man. And then I'm going to hit that manly gym in Bradley you ever Beach. See, you ever see, like, when you'll see a guy walking from behind, his legs look normal, everything looks normal, yeah. then he turns around, he's got this gigantic belly. Yeah, yeah. But you can't tell from the back because proportionally it looks right. fine. For you, people see those legs, you turn around and they say, oh, my God, it's a man. <laughs> a muscular man. You got lady legs, but so I'm... start doing some squats. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. I don't have a full length mirror in my house. All I see is waist up, so that's all I care about. <laughs> you don't notice your legs swimming in your jeans? <laughs> no. And these are sl- they're not skinny jeans; they're slim, which is even worse. Yeah, I have room in my slim jeans. Most people put like myself, fatso, put our pants. You know, put the jeans on, and it's like you know. Like a sausage casing. Tight. You put skinny jeans on or whatever, thin jeans, and <laughs> you've got more room than most. Would you have worn, like, Jordache jeans when they were popular and, and uh, the tight jeans that uh, I don't think I ever wearing? did. I don't think I ever did. I think that was just before me. I was a kid. No, no, I'm saying, would you have? Like, right, right now, if that was a cool thing. If that thing, was the style, yeah. probably. My dad had Sergio Valente jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Were they like painted on him? <laughs> but I'm remember. sure a lot of people did. What were they called? The Cavaricis? Caver- Z Cavaricis? I mean, those were like I think not those jeans. were pants. Right, I think I had those in like seventh sure grade. Sure you did. Because when... they were popular. Yeah, plus when you were going to hit the nightclub. You well, would... I wasn't hitting the nightclub when I was 11. You would go to the mall and hit up Chess King, get your Z Cavarici Chess pants. Yeah. I feel like I went to Structure. Was that, that was also a thing. Yeah, Structure. I, I used think... to love Structure. An American Eagle. And then Structure became Express for Men. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought Structure was still out there. No, 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 That's no. gone. All I used to wear was Structure sweaters. <laughs> I'm just, we all did. Yeah. It was the style. It was the go-to place in the mall for men. Were you a sweater turtleneck guy? No, not a turtleneck. That was me. You were a turtleneck guy? Yeah, I love the turtleneck. I really? did. I still do, actually. I don't wear them anymore, but... I used to love the turtleneck. You would show up to school at a turtleneck? Well, we had uniforms. Oh. That was the, going to private school. There was no picking out your clothes, which was an easy. I see that now with my kids and my friends' kids where they're complaining. They feel like they're wearing the same clothes, even though they've got 9,000 outfits. For us, just put the same thing on every day. Right. And then there's no competition. Of None. Who's the cool kid with nope. the cool clothes? Who's the poor Everybody's kid? wearing the same thing. Right. That is very true. That's why dress down day was always cool. And you'd wear your Danny White jersey. Yes, I did. Many times. Danny White, for sure. Randy White was a big one as well. I had those two all the the time. The White brothers. They weren't brothers. They were unrelated, though. They were unrelated. 54 and 11. And then my other favorite one was 72. Who was? Ed Two Tall Jones. Yeah. And then Herschel when he came. That replaced everybody. 34. Yes. Exactly right. So Major League Baseball is not testing for steroids. Are they testing for cocaine? 
the the like drug no agreement's drugs? over. I oh, didn't. Man, I saw it right time. before we came in here, so yeah. I wasn't able to read the whole story. But my guess is, if the drug agreement's over, I would think they're not testing anybody for anything. No? I saw it yesterday, but chose still to just read the headline because <laughs> it seemed better. If the, but if the drug policy testing is done. Have They're not testing looked, for anything. Have you ever looked at an article, like, say, like The Athletic? Yeah. Well, well you can't say that. That's not a good one. Let's say SI puts yes. out a story. And you're like, wow, that looks really interesting. Yes. But then you kind of flip through to see how long it is, and you're like, you know what? I'm out. This is going to take, like, nine <laughs> minutes. I can't do this. <laughs> it's so terrible. And talk about no attention span. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was really into this Joe Rogan Spotify thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, Spike had... Uh, texted me an article that he read. He goes, oh, I thought you might find this interesting. I was like, oh, this does look interesting. I clicked on it. I was like, scroll, 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 I'm scroll, out. Scroll. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I eventually went and read it, but it took me, like, I had to be like, okay, I'm going to settle in right now. You had to clear your Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I had to clear an Which, hour by the way, so. is already clear. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and read this article. Did and you... even then, I'm like, scanning it. I was going to say, did you doze off at one point, or did your mind wander? Uh, no, but I just like I start reading it, then I go, okay, yeah, I know this part. I know this part. Scan, <laughs> scan, scan, scan. Give me something I don't know. Okay, now I've got something. Yeah, I wish I was a re. I really wish I had the attention span. Me to read. too. I just don't. I it doesn't. I hear like guests on podcasts. And like, I read about a hundred books a year. What? <laughs> You've ever read a hundred in your life? No, I know. Most haven't. Most people have not. Hundred books a year, and that takes into account all the books you probably read in school, right? Like, were you a big Cliff Notes guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> big Cliff Notes guy. And they always left some detail out. Of course they did, because it was always. just the notes. You had to read. A lot of times, the detail is actually in the reading of the book. Yeah, they just gave you the, like, uh, George Orwell animal crackers. What was that one called? George Orwell animal farm? Animal farm. Animal farm, where, like, the animals are talking. I'd be, like, reading the Cliff Notes. Oh, the pig said this. I'd, okay, cool. And then I would completely miss... The or, deep meaning of it. Or you had an instructor or a teacher that knew what the Cliff Notes didn't yeah. have, and they were going to see who read the book and who right. didn't. Because I had one year I had a teacher like that, and I failed every... We always have the summer reading list, and then we'd have a summer reading test the first day back or the second day back. And one year, I failed all three miserably because that instructor put everything on that test that was not in the Cliff Notes. And Cliff Notes, I recall, they were five ninety nine. Okay. To buy your Cliff Notes. That would be the first thing you do when you got a book assigned is you run to the store to see if they had the Cliff Notes for it. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Back to summer. (laughs) Or you get to a point where the the empty slot for like George Orwell's 1984, you're like, oh, it's empty. Everyone got to it. Mm -hmm. Now you got to find someone to borrow it from. Right. You couldn't order it online. Well, you could. It would take a month to get, though. No, there was no online when I was. No, you would have mail order. But it would take a month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't exactly like uh, Amazon. No, these days you had a mail order. Isn't that something we were complaining about? Amazon not being like next day anymore. Yeah, what the hell? It wasn't that long ago that if you ordered something, it took a week and a half. Yes, we're complaining that it takes forty eight hours now. Like, all right, quick break. Just a day ago, where is it? (laughs) Trust me, we're tracking it. Stupid driver. (laughs) Where is it right now? I know. Why is it in Ohio? (laughs) Five thirty six. More than halfway home. Boomer and Geo at the top. Busy, busy Tuesday on the fan. All right, kicking people in the midsection routinely. That's us. <laughs> That's New Yorkers. 
quarter to six. It is really nice to have you with us. I think the rain's over. I think, maybe, perhaps. 50 degrees tomorrow, 54 on Saturday. So uh, get your plan set. Let's go have a barbecue, some drinks, and let's party. It's going to be sunny today. I, I was uh, looking on my weather app because I woke up and it was raining again. I was Dude, like, come on. It has been miserable. So hopefully, yeah, maybe tomorrow, a little like a summer-like party at the Duke's condo. Uh, maybe I might uh, go, go uh, short sleeve shirt. Get and really into it. You might be nude on Saturday, 54. 54, I'll probably be nude and just walking around my place nude with all my windows open if anyone wants to, <laughs> if anyone wants to check me out. I was seeing that the ratings for the Olympics are terrible so far. No Shocking. <laughs> it, you know, I've always thought as a sports fan, I should be more into the Olympics than I am. And by more, I mean a little bit. I have, I couldn't have less interest. And I like the hockey. I'm not going to say I don't. I'll get into the hockey at some point. But that's it. And I I feel bad saying it because I know these athletes work their butts off their entire life. Yeah. But in terms of me as a viewer, no interest. It's too much. Yeah. Legitimately, the last time I was interested in the Olympics was uh, Tanya Harding versus Nancy Kerrigan. And you weren't even into the Olympics. It was more the story. Yeah, but then I did get into the Olympic, like because like that, of that story. Because of that story, right? right. The compared to see who would yeah. who would when they battled That's a each long, other. Was that nineteen eighty eight? No, it was like ninety. Uh, it was either, I was at Indiana State, so it was either ninety two, ninety three, okay. or ninety. A little longer, later than I thought. Yeah, ninety two or ninety three, somewhere in there. I just think the saturation of sports that's available to us on an everyday basis. It's hard to get into a guy skiing down a mountain. Guys, I don't know. And this notion about, you know, you root for, of course you root for your country. That's fine. But I hope they win, but I'm not, I'm just not into watching it. Yeah, you're not rooting against us, Jerry. No, of course not. I, I want to win the most medals we can. Same. But it just doesn't, doesn't interest me. Yeah, we need an enemy. And uh, I don't know too much about what's going on in the world, but I see Russia's being a bunch of jerks. So With the Ukraine. We, yeah, so maybe if we get to battle Russia in some of these things. I'll be rooting for, uh, you know, then I'll be oh, into... So Rocky against Drago again. Yeah, I want to be against Russia. I hear you. I thought we were done with Russia. I don't, I don't know. Like, I thought Russia wasn't even a country anymore. <laughs> Didn't we break up the USSR? <laughs> and now they're they're starting trouble again? They are. Yes, oh, they are. I'm telling you, the Ukraine citizens were actually training. Is that right? To defend themselves. To fight with the yes. Russians? Yeah, it was a story on News... I saw that on News 12, actually. Is that right? I think, well... Maybe it was CBS. Yeah, I no forget. News 12 covered yeah, the invasion. Yeah, as I said that Ukraine. out loud, I think it might have been CBS. Yeah. <laughs> it was not News 12. Yeah, like Russia chilled out for a little while. People were going to visit Russia. Now, all of a sudden, they're being a bunch of punks again. There's a place I'll never see in my lifetime. You're never going to go to Russia? No. <laughs> God, no. The Recos go to Russia. No <laughs> chance. No chance of you going to Zero Russia. Zero chance. Okay. I'll go to Mexico. A nice beach in Mexico. I am not going to Russia if I'm leaving the country. I am not going to Russia. On 90 Day Fiance, a lot of the women come from the Ukraine. Good. Maybe you can find one. (laughs) (laughs) And it seemed like uh, everything was cool over there. But now Russia's going to come invade? I don't know. Why don't you go report for us? How da- no, I'm not Take going a to Russia. To Ukraine. <laughs> How about those reporters back in the day that would? I guess they still do. They go to like the Middle East. They and, do put themselves right in harm's way. Yeah, Very that dangerous. Seems crazy. Yeah, and I'm sure at some point they got that press pass, thinking like they think it's a shield. It is not. Yeah, and and a lot of the news runs promos for their anchors. Yeah. Now it's important that your anchor has a Lester Holt has been in Russia credentials. Yeah. 
It's like hiring a coach. You want to make sure he's got the proper credentials. Lester Holt. I like Lester Holt. I see that. You've said his name three (laughs) times now. And they'll show like Lester Holt uh, holding uh, children in trouble. Like Lester Holt. And he'll be like five times cradling, <laughs> cradling a baby. Yeah, he's out front with the people. Yeah, and this is the guy on ABC News. I forget his name. I like him though. He used to be the uh, overnight George guy. Stephanopoulos. No, not oh. him. This is like the news guy. Oh, I don't. know. I forget his name. I watch CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Nora O'Donnell. I do. I like that's her. your person. Well, I mean, I watch person. it almost not every night, but almost every night. All right. So congrats to you and Nora O'Donnell. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Oh, here's an interesting uh, prop bet for the Super Bowl that a lot of people, I guess, are Evan McPherson for MVP. Not for MVP, oh. but it does uh, involve Mr. Evan McPherson because I might do that. The over under on field goals. Oh, okay. One and a half. That seems easy. Right. Which means it's not going to be right. Two field goals? This seems like a piece of cake. Right. I feel like that's over in the first quarter he's going to hit. Well, because he can kick from 55 yards. Yes. So all they got to do is cross midfield. You got a chance. Right. And and you told me that's an indoor stadium. What is the, but what is the number? I don't know. I didn't look at that part. But there's a saying that's the, right. It's, it could still be not great odds. Yeah. But that does seem like an easy bet. You're going to take him for MVP? I am. I think so. I think that's going to be my prop bet for Sunday. And, And I'll have others. But I like. I think he was at. Was it plus a mm, plus a thousand? Yeah, no, I always give it be. to quarterbacks. I know that. But here's what I'm thinking: the guy's got a reputation. He's got his own nickname that he's trademarking. That's true. He makes kicks left and right. And if the Bengals win on a last second fifty yard field goal, there's your guy. It's always a, a cool bet, prop bet for Super Bowl Sundays to pick a rando. Like a random, score a touchdown? No, like a random defensive player to win MVP. Sure, like Larry Brown with the Cowboys back yeah. in Super Bowl Thirty. Uh, 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 Dexter, something or other. Dexter Jackson for the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's right. Won. Yeah, you're right. Something crazy like that. Where who's the guy in the Patriots that won it a few years ago? Oh, come on! It was a def- defensive guy. God. Yeah, the, 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 hmm. Oh, right. With the interception. Yes. Right? Wasn't yep. he the one that got MVP? I think so. Eddie, help me out, please. The dude who picked off the... Uh, they didn't uh, give it to Marshawn Lynch. They threw it. The The Patriots picked it off. Wasn't he the MVP of that Super Bowl? What was his name? <sighs> I have three oh. morons here. Well, someone will tweet it to yeah, us, I'm Jerry. Sure. We'll, we'll oh, get it then. My brain's not working. All right. But I think he was the MVP, was he not? Maybe. Anyway, I get your point. I like that idea. Yeah. So have you that's looked? That's a cool one. I haven't looked yet. I like to look the morning of that get really into the Super Bowl. What about Beckham? Nah. It's hard. Wide receivers getting uh, MVPs. Very difficult. Like even Jamar Chase. I was going to say Chase, one. but what if Chase goes for 230, like he did against the Chiefs in Cincinnati a few weeks a few weeks ago. He goes 10 catches, 230, and two touchdowns. Be hard pressed not to give him that award. Yeah, but then they'll look at Joe Burrow's stats and go, "Yeah, Joe Burrow." Joe Burrow. You go MVP odds online, and it's co MVPs. You still win. That's a good question. That I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Because you could make a case in that scenario that they go co MVPs, Burrow and Chase, or you know a Stafford and Cup, whatever Stafford and Beckham. I wonder if you'd win your bet. That's a very rare thing. That happened. Malcolm Butler, but he was not the MVP. Okay. Got it. Thank you. That uh, that happened to Cowboys. Um, Harvey Martin and Randy and White. Randy White against the Broncos. Super Bowl twelve. That was at the Superdome, I believe. Which in that Something. game, twelve, I think. 
Super Bowl twelve, Eddie, uh, Broncos, uh, Cowboys. In New Orleans? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. That's also the game. I'm forgetting if it was Drew Pearson or Butch Johnson. The touchdown in the end zone that today. Oh, Butch Johnson. No yeah. chance is that a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he basically catches it and drops it. Right. The ground. He, he I mean, dives. Break. Push, touchdown. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of those. You look back at like great plays in the history yeah. of the game that today. Give it to him. Uh, why not? Touchdown. Hey, he beat his guy. Not quite the same thing anymore. So. Lovey Smith, Jerry, is going to be the new head coach. I saw that. Of the Houston Texans. Now. Good for him. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Now, bit of a douche move by Brian Flores' lawyers. I agree. This was terrible. Come out and release a statement saying that the only reason that Lovey Smith got the job over Flores is because Flores is suing the NFL. Can't you? Yeah. Okay. Can't you put that statement? You want to make a statement, make a statement. But don't put Lovey Smith's name in there like right. that. Just say we're very disappointed Brian Flores was not hired we believe the only reason he didn't get the job was for this. That's fine. You want to put yes. that out there? I, that's not great either, but fine. Don't throw Lovey Smith's name in there and then say, hey, congratulations, but. Congratulations terrible. to Lovey Smith, but seriously, the only reason you got the job was because. Um, I thought that was suing. crappy. I'm with you on that one. That whole, it was worded. Like, doesn't someone proofread that and be like, you know what? We're kind of like crapping on Lovey Smith here. Right. That's not fair. Right. Yeah, I thought that was terrible. I'm with you on that. Not fair. Jimmy. All right, quick break. When we come back, Al held the, uh, the the biggest story, really, of the hour for the next segment. And then we got Boomer and Geo. But right now, we've got an Odyssey sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the Winter Olympics. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Knicks lost last night in Utah. They play again tonight. The Nets play tonight. I have no idea who's playing for them because everyone's out. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe they'll lose their ninth in a row. What else you got? Tom Brady is still doing that uh, interview show with uh, what's Jim Gray. Uh, Jim Gray. Was he on? Oh, he must have been on last night. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, said, uh, never say never, Jerry, when asked if a team was desperate and needed a quarterback back? and they called, would he come back? Tony Romo said he's going to take a year off. He said, it's, I shouldn't say that. He said, who knows? Very possible he needs a year off and he'll come back next season. He said, never say never. But then later on, he said, I'm definitely not looking to do that. But you never know. But you never know. I do agree with the whole never say never theory. Really? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, you never say never. You're not ever going to Russia. We discussed uh, again. Earlier. Never say never. If right, like what if Rutgers Rutger, went on a yes. trip, guess where I would be? Right, I'd be in Russia. Right. I don't plan to go. It's not in my future. But you if, never know. If the NFL moved the Cowboys to Russia, I'd be there. You would go. There. I would go. Yes, right. that is very true. I'd go to Ukraine. Right. Not when Russia's going to invade. Go to Spain for a game. Yes, you would. Otherwise, no chance. Otherwise, you'll never be there. No, I have no interest. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.